Hello, and you are very welcome to Genius Hack. Welcome, welcome. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Or Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Whatever day, day you may be listening to it. And therefore, yeah. the weather could be great, could be horrible, could be raining, could be sunny. We could don't be know. Christmas. <laughs> it could no. be Christmas. It could be Christmas. Christmas weather, you know? Yeah, Christmas weather. Mm-hmm. Cold. <laughs> what you mean? Basically yeah. cold and cozy, I suppose. Yeah. It's also cozy. We've talked about that before. How, like, you know, the winter months kind of get a bit of a bad rap, but I'm very much for the kind of darker, cooler seasons. You're and pro-winter. Yeah, and that is my excuse. I'm like, but you're so cozy. Like, a hot chocolate, some marshmallows, a book, and just all curled up in, like, fluffy jammies. Oh, yeah, we'll we'll ignore the sitting on a sweaty bus that's full of people who are all way too warm and... Not really. It's not as miserable I find in the summer. Really? Yeah, because in the winter, oh. like you're getting on the bus and you're wearing a jacket and the heating is probably on on the bus and there's warm air and everyone's too warm. And then you're taking off all the layers because you're too hot. And it's been a while since you've been doing public transport at rush hour, haven't you? No, rush hour's the worst. I know. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I suppose in the summer, yeah, it's yeah. still quite bad. Yeah. Talking to somebody who just had to get a Lewis into town and a Dublin bus, and <laughs> it's not fun. It's not fun in like whatever it is, 15 degrees, which isn't even that hot. Speaking of Dublin bus, actually, you see they're bringing in new hybrid buses? No. Yeah. There's already three been delivered. They've taken order of three already. Um, uh, oh, it is 15 degrees. I just you, had you a stab in the dark. Perfectly. Yeah. Um, Sorry. But they've already taken delivery of three of them. Um, oh, and they're full-on hybrid buses. The way they'll be nice. notable on the street is, you know, the way the current, they're not as nice looking. The okay. current buses are yellow on the front and they've got the blue, the two shades yeah, of blue yeah. on the back. This has uh, green on the back instead. Oh, so for eco. I miss the blue. Mm-hmm. I like the blue. But it's cool that they've done some way of sort of denoting, look, you're on a hybrid bus yeah. and you're helping the environment a bit. Good. I thought that was an interesting little bit of little tidbit of news to throw yeah. in there. And remember, Dublin bus used to be green. Oh, yeah. back in the day, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what they'll do in the long run. They'll just change themselves all the way back to green. <laughs> to match the dart. And come full circle. Yeah, mm. very patriotic. Um, <laughs> so we'll also, later on the show, we'll talk a little bit about this whole thing of um, going back to the moon and the yes. whole 2024 thing. We'll yeah. get into that a little bit. Um, and we'll have some some other stuff that we'll chat about on the show as well. But a lot of people may have heard, this is a bit of a PSA, I suppose, for some people. I um, was presenting D15 on Thursday of last week, um, and we I talked about it a little bit on that, and I told people if they wanted to hear a bit more info, they should tune into Genius Hack this week, because hmm. we might talk about it on this show. Um, but anybody who has a, a Huawei phone, I always say Huawei. Is that yeah, the, I've Huawei. heard so many different pronunciations of it. Hawaii. Hawaii, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's Huawei. Yeah, I'm going to go think, with Huawei. Uh, people know who you're talking about. Yeah, you know the, that brand that has like a leafy looking thing as their logo. Yeah, and there's it's H's, there's W's, there's I's. H-U-A-W-E-I. Sure, I think that's how you spell it. Um, but anyway, there's a lot of stuff going on at the minute about them basically being, um, I don't use the word banned, but essentially they they can't work with any American companies. So, just going to do a bit of background about the whole thing first, anyway, is Huawei as a company, they're a huge company. I don't think people realise how big a company they are. They make phones, obviously, that's their, one of their biggest things. They also make laptops and yes. stuff like that, and they uh, make networking equipment and lots of different bits and bobs. They're basically an electronics company. They're not just a yeah. mobile phone company, as people, uh, and they're very I'm sure, good. know. Like, they're not quite the underdog, because they're, like, their quality, but, like, you know, 
especially when it comes to phones, you kind of think iPhone and Samsung, they're very big and they're mm. competitors. But a lot of my friends do have the Huawei phones and they're quite good. Yeah. Cameras are amazing on them. Well, here's what you might not know. They're the second biggest smartphone manufacturer in the world. Really? They are second only to See, Samsung. I wouldn't just, So they're bigger than Apple? Bigger than Apple. Samsung wow. is number one. Huawei is number two. See, I, you wouldn't have, like, I know I wouldn't have thought that. I thought the two main ones would be Apple and Samsung. Mm. Um, but that, I'm, to be fair, I'm not surprised because yeah. they are such a good phone. Well, there you go. So yeah. they're, they're huge. They're a really big company. They've yeah. become a much bigger company. They started off as a bit more of a budget kind mm. of company and they moved into more high-end stuff. Mm. But there's a bit of a trade war, I suppose, going on at the minute. Um, mm. We don't like to get into political stuff and we're not really going to, but just to mention that there is a bit of a trade war going on between the US and China because yeah. China are kind of breathing down their necks a bit in terms of how big an economy they're becoming. And yeah. a lot of it is stuff like this. It's tech, it's electrical stuff. Um, you're seeing Chinese mobile phone companies coming out with amazing stuff that other yeah. brands haven't done yet. That new um, OnePlus phone, the OnePlus 7, yes. looks amazing. It's yeah. like all screen. And the it selfie camera comes out at the top. Oh, my God. It's, like it's, it's unreal. Like It's basically their way of coming up with a phone that's completely screen, basically, yeah. which I think is really cool. It sounds amazing, but no, I'm just going to buy another iPhone. Yeah, because you're, you're in, trapped. You're like in the cult. I, I am. You're in the cult. I am. And I want to. I can see the outside world, and I'd like to be a part of it. But fun. I'm like... But Apple. Come join us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so... But, uh, I started so young. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they indoctrinated you from day one. Oh, for sure. But So US companies are essentially in a situation where there's a lot of worries about, you know, being spied on and mm. all this kind of stuff. And a lot of uh, American companies, there's worries of them using networking software that's made by Huawei and then possibly being spied on. I don't know where all that kind of comes from mm. so much. I think it's more just a bit of... If, you know, fear, I suppose. Yes, but um, even US government agencies, people are banned from buying Huawei devices. And even before this whole thing, really? they've been banned from buying Huawei devices. So you can't have a Huawei phone if you work for one of those agencies. So it's pretty serious. Like. Yeah. Um, so with the whole situation here, so the main news on this is that the US government has signed um, an executive order into effect and it has added Huawei essentially to a blacklist of companies right. that no American company is allowed to deal with. So no American company is allowed by law to work with Huawei. They're all cut off completely. And there's a black list. So yeah, like there's, there's a, multiple companies. There are list. mostly Chinese companies as well. So Shocking. there's a lot of Chinese phone manufacturers and different technological manufacturers. And it's essentially, I suppose, a, a muscle flex a little bit to kind of go like, look, mm. we're cutting you guys off completely. And Huawei are part of that. And I suppose Trump did say he was going to do that. Mm. Like he was just like, oh, we're not going to import from China anymore. Yeah. And there you go, this is part of yeah. it. So essentially what this means is it prohibits um, any company from doing business with Huawei, which means Google, being an American company, have been forced. This isn't a decision by Google. That's yeah. one thing to point out. Google and Android, this was not a decision that they made. This was a decision that was kind of forced on them. Um, they now no longer are giving licenses to Huawei to use the Android operating system. That's rubbish. It's mad. So essentially what this means is if you have a Huawei phone now, because this is more, we're kind of talking about this mainly for people who might be sitting at home listening to this and you have a Huawei phone. Yeah. Um, in the immediate future, don't worry too much right now because just even on the surface level, there's a 90-day um, kind of grace period. Okay. that It's already started. It runs in, into sometime in August where nothing will change. It will be exactly as it has been. You can get your Android updates, you can get your software updates, you can get your app updates. Everything can be updated. Okay. Um, after that 90-day period, we don't know what will happen. 
there's always the possibility that this could be renegotiated and that nothing will ever happen and they'll be taken off the list and you know money talks in these type of situations yeah. there's always a possibility something like this could happen especially yeah. if big companies like Google and some of the other companies that maybe they buy chips and different stuff off start to kind of freak out and go look Huawei is a really big company we'd like to keep working with them something could happen we don't 100% rule out the possibility that this could all get quashed mm. um, but if it doesn't, what will happen then is services... Google have already said that services like Google Play and Google Protect, which is like, uh, I suppose it's like a security software, antivirus type thing, they will stay intact. They'll continue to allow uh, Huawei to use them. Okay. But the problem there would be, you know yourself, even from with iPhones, I assume it's the same. If you've got an older version of the OS and you try download new apps, then it's, a lot of them don't uh, work. Yeah, they're slower. Yeah. yeah. So it won't be as effective. But your phone will still work. And if you're using your phone for more basic stuff, you'll probably be fine in that yeah, sense. You won't really notice it as much. Yeah. And then, but the main thing is these phones will stop getting Android updates. So okay. whatever version of Android you are on by the end of this 90 days is as will be the last version of Android you will be able to get for that phone. That's so you're cut off at that point. Um, as it stands. As it stands. Yeah. This, again, all of this could change, but yeah. as it stands, yeah, oh you would be cut off at that point. That's nuts. It's mad. Um, so there's, a, there's options that Huawei can kind of do. Um, in terms, because you have to think, it's not just um, their operating system; it's their suppliers. So the people they buy screens from mm. could be based in the US. Other companies they buy components for are based in the US. So one thing they could do is start buying components from other parts of the world, which would be very expensive. Mm. Um, therefore, they could keep actually manufacturing phones. They probably end up costing more, but they could keep making phones. But they still wouldn't have an OS. They have no operating system. Okay. So the, there's two things that they can kind of do here. One is they can use the stock version of Android, which is open source. Anyone can use that. And it's whether it's for public, personal, whatever, commercial use, anyone can use that. Right. But it's not very good, essentially. Like, it's really bare bones. It's kind of base level Android. And they'd need to do a lot of work to kind of yeah. get it up to scratch. Also, a lot of newer apps and stuff might not work on it. It's, it's very bare bones. The other uh, kind of situation with that is um, they wouldn't, they still wouldn't have access to the likes of Gmail, um, YouTube, what? Google Play. They're all owned In by an American company. They're all owned by Google, so they wouldn't be Christ. able to get those apps. Um, which That's also, mad. when you think about what that means, is even if they come up with something because they're working. Apparently, they have been seeing this coming for a little bit, mm. and they're working on their own operating system and have been for a while. So their own, so they'd essentially become a third operating system. It would be like Apple. Yeah. They'd have their own operating system. But if they can't do business with American companies, no Facebook app, no Netflix app, no YouTube app, no oh Instagram app, you wouldn't be able to get them because they can't do business with American companies. So That's it would kind of kill them a bit. And trying to create yeah. an opposing app store, we've seen Amazon have tried to do that. Uh, Windows, back when they had Windows Phone, tried to do that and they were awful. Like it's, But it's also quite eye-opening to see how big America what how big a part America plays in all this like yeah. I mean especially the monopoly that Google has and now like I know you mentioned that it has nothing to do with Google or anything that yeah it's this not is their fault but it's yeah. like you kind of you do forget that Google is huge yeah. and it owns kind of so many things the most familiar things and the most kind of standard apps that you'll have mm. like your Netflix like your well Facebook a lot of them they're not it's not like that they're that. owned by Google it's that they're American they're, yeah sorry they're American they're American yeah. Um, and, and like everybody seems to own something like yeah. Google owns YouTube Facebook, Everyone Facebook owns, owns Instagram and there's a they big own one. Snapchat people have missed the big one a little bit everyone's talking about the phones which is the main worry but they Do also you? make laptops yeah. Windows 
Microsoft is an American company. They can't run Windows and they can't run Mac, Mac OS because no one's allowed to run that. Oh my god! So their computers could be gone too. But now this could be kind of, I mean, it's not like China are behind in terms of no. technological advances and things like that. Like I'd say this could be interesting to see where this goes, yeah, see I think what it will they be. could come out with. Because I mean, it's it'll be a long road more than likely, but it'll be probably the first real competition outside of America for Windows and hmm. um, and Mac. So it would be interesting to see where it goes. Um, yeah. They're obviously they're a bit handicapped by the fact they can't use the big apps. Yes. So unless they can somehow find a way around that, they might be in a bit of trouble. But uh, it will be interesting to see if they come out with something. And one thing to keep in mind here is Samsung have to be looking at this as the biggest manufacturer out there. Mm. They have to be looking at this and thinking Apple are onto something here. We're having their own OS, their own ecosystem that nobody can take yeah. away from them. I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing situations where companies like Samsung, like other big companies go, do you know what? We're not going to use Android anymore. We yeah. might use an Android-based system. <coughs> we might still allow access to the Android store, but we're going to come out with our own operating system here because they're a big enough company to do it. If Android, if Samsung decides to start up their own operating system, it will already be bigger than Apple's operating yeah. system. It will be used by more people if the same number of people stick with Samsung yeah. just on virtue of the fact of how big that company is. So we can see more OSs is coming. Yeah, and I suppose even just for like in nearly insurance or like like not insurance in the actual sense, but like um, a safety blanket. Yeah. Because if this is happening to Huawei, like how like it it, it could, could be a threat to, to yeah, like it starts with Huawei, but where does it end? What what yeah. other kind of things are gonna have to come into place? So I think a lot of companies might just kind of put get their ducks in a line kind yeah. of thing it, it'll be interesting it will be mm. interesting to see where it goes and my gut is telling me does it like I don't know why I have this gut feeling that something will be worked out but I reckon I there's like, a lot of people there's, so much money. there's a lot of people who are going to probably lose a lot of money if this yeah. goes as it is right now Yeah, I think there's a good chance something could get worked out yeah more than likely but we'll um, see we'll see how it goes definitely one to watch because it is it's something very new yeah that hasn't really happened <laughs> it really is like it's a total new territory that we're kind of going into here and hopefully for people who are invested in the Huawei brand and by the way this includes Honor as well Honor our brand that are owned by Huawei oh. um, and they're a really good brand as well they, they make the kind of lower the cheaper uh, Huawei phones that they will likely be included in this too right okay mm. and I suppose I'm just kind of still thinking like in terms of computers, like there really is just Mac and my, uh, Windows, isn't there? Is there other ones? Operating systems, yeah. yeah. There's Linux and there's oh, um, Linux. a lot of Unix-based operating systems. There's um, there's a few. Yeah. I'm, I'm drawing a blank now off the top of my head. The main one I can think of off the top of my head is Linux. Yeah. But uh, there are there's a handful of other other operating systems out there. But I mean, realistically the vast majority of people who use computers use Windows and next yeah. would be Apple. And if yeah. you, like, it's very, very difficult now in this day and age to introduce a third operating system in. I mean, Google tried it. Yes. Um, with, what did they call it? Was that just Chromebook? The Chromebook, the Chrome OS, mm. I think they called it. Yeah. And... I wasn't mad <laughs> on... No one I know who tried it was mad about it. No yeah. one I know who tried it hated it. Yeah. They all thought it was all right. But it was essentially like trying to put Android on on a phone or on a laptop it wasn't great no. and uh, it was one of those things as well where a lot of people were just so used to Windows and Mac that's it that, you know that's that's it that's all that happened they stuck with that and they didn't get anywhere with it and I think it is kind of a common thing because people do like 
what they're used to. They like what they know. If it's if it's not broken or what is it? If it's not broken, don't fix it. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, if you don't have reason to change it, then you're not really going to up and leave Windows or up no. and leave Mac because they've been around for so long. And like I feel like it's almost family kind of thing like yeah. I'm a Windows house but my sister's husband they're a Mac house so you're not <laughs> marrying into that family it's like Romeo and Juliet yeah. like you know you can't you can't marry into a Windows family yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I they're doing okay that. my sister is a little bit of a convert though mm-hmm. um, and to be honest I probably would be too I think, I think people I do. Think. See, I think the the thing is, both are really good. Like, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say, "Oh, I'm an Android user. Apple's mm. crap." Because they're not. They're both really good. And yeah. you, you always oh, hear they're people. By no means, like rubbish. Yeah, <laughs> and you always hear of people like transitioning. Oh, memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, you always hear of people kind of transitioning to the other one and yeah. like becoming converts. And I think it's just yeah. because people like different. people like to try something new. Yeah. Um, and if an opportunity comes around to try a different operating system and you use it and it turns out to be good hmm. then why wouldn't you stick with it for a bit yeah you know? exactly I'm sure if I decided I wanted to start using iPhones all of a sudden I'd probably end up going you know what these are actually quite good and yeah. I'm going to use them now um, and that's it like it's just what you're used to and yeah. simplicity and things like that the one thing that annoys me well it used to it's not so bad as it was um, with Max was uh, games like right, I, I yeah. never had one. Um, like well, I had a I had a loan of a laptop for a few months. <laughs> my little segue here. But when I was in my final, I can't remember if I was in my final year. I was. I was. I was in my final year of college. Um, it was just before Christmas, and I was supposed to have the first draft of my dissertation done by Christmas. My laptop packed it in. Oh no! Uh-huh. Did you lose anything? Like no. Oh thank God. God! Because it w- I'd had it since fifth year of school, so like I mean, I knew I didn't have much longer. She had a good five years. Of oh it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she was a trooper. I loved that laptop so much. It was Adele. It was Adele oh. and Spiron, and it was red. Its, it's name was Adele. No, her name. <laughs> its name was Tabitha. Oh okay. <laughs> oh, you actually did name it. Yeah, yeah, because the tab key <laughs> broke on it. <laughs> so I called her Tabitha. That's a, that's a good reason. That's mm-hmm. a good reason. It's a solid mm-hmm. name. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, she died before college or Rest before before Christmas, and like because it was around November time, mm-hmm. like assignments were stacking up. But I was like, I'm not like with Christmas around the corner. I was like, I'm not. Like I don't want to want to spend money when I could ask Santa for a laptop or yes. do some kind of deal with Santa. And um, so I got a loan. See if Santa will go half. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, leaving a little note. Um, and I ended up getting a notebook, which was fantastic, especially mm. for dissertations. Yeah, just, they're really handy for college, something yeah. smaller. Like. Yeah, especially if you have a commute, they're great. I did a lot of my dissertation on public transport. Oh, God, no, I couldn't. I'm one of these people who, especially like with that, doing my dissertation, I had to sit in a very specific environment yeah. I had to have my room like I would actually get up in the middle and tidy if I didn't really? feel the room was tidy enough I was like no I need tidy space now to be fair my desk had to be tidy but I like when I'd be in the library or whatever I would have my laptop um, a tablet and sometimes I'd have a computer screen depending on the desperation mm. and the that was more for assignments though um, and towards the end for my dissertation yeah. a lot of a lot of um, what's the word sighting I needed <laughs> yeah no, that's yeah. the problem oh, I, oh, I don't miss rough. it no. I don't miss it no. you think back to all those things I miss learning things. but I do not miss the assignments I miss college I miss the people I miss the whole environment, environment. of college 
But I've always said that it was the same with me for uh, to a degree with school where I actually enjoyed the environment. I enjoyed the people. Really? Yeah, I got on. I was one of these people who um, I was never like super into like loads of different things. Like I w- wouldn't have been like one of the quote unquote popular kids <laughs> kind of a thing. But I got on with everybody because yeah. I've n- never been a confrontation, overly confrontational person or anything. So I got on yeah. with everybody. Yeah. So there was no one in my class I didn't to some degree get on with. Okay. So it just worked out really well for me in that sense. So oh. the classes I didn't like. But yeah. just in terms of the actual environment of school and the whole thing. I, I For years after I left, I was like, I'd love to go back but not do the classes. Oh. Like that's and I'm kind of like that with college. I'd love to, actually with college. I'd love to still do the classes because there's yeah, a lot of really interesting stuff. I just but, wish uh, I didn't have to do the assignments. Mm. I, I wouldn't even mind the exams because I mean the exams. I mean no matter how stressed you are, they're over in like an hour or yeah. two or three hours if you're really unlucky. But um, with assignments. I'd be thinking about them for about five weeks and then it'd be like two days before I'd be like, damn it! Why didn't I start this <laughs> yeah. a month ago? Oh, but and we, that was my problem. That was that was my problem. In my last year of college, I didn't have that luxury. We had a pretty big assignment due every single uh, Sunday night. <sighs> God, every Sunday. Every week, every, and that was it. It had to be in by like midnight on Sunday. Oh, God. Because it'd be officially taken up. It was officially, it was like Monday morning, yeah. basically. And it had to be in. And I had a lot of scrambles of sitting there mm. and like looking up at the clock and it was 11.55 and I'm just saving the document and <laughs> going, waiting to go upload it. And it takes a few oh minutes to gosh. upload because it has to check it to make sure there wasn't plagiarism yeah. and all that stuff. And you're just waiting and hoping <laughs> that like it just it it uploads quicker time. and then you get that like it's a minute to go and you get the little thing saying oh, upload it. Oh, oh thank God. God. <laughs> oh, the stress and a half of that. Uh, I do not miss that. No. Not at all. Good luck to anybody who's in college. Yes, um, yeah. <laughs> you were talking as well about a new little uh, handheld thing yeah. that you came across. Just as you're talking about, actually, it kind of fits in nicely talking about it's not one of the big ones. Mm. It's not like it's not Nintendo. It's not Sony or anything like that. Um, it's a company called Panic. Okay, and never heard um, of them. <laughs> me neither. So, Firewatch publisher Panic announces new handheld gaming system. Oh, I do know them, actually. Do you? I'd never heard of them. Um, Now, it looks fairly similar to a Game Boy, to be honest. Um, And it's called a Playdate. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Right? I like that. Um, So, Playdate comes with a flip-out rotational controller and is set to be released in 2020. Panic plans to surprise players by releasing one game a week on the device for a few months after the launch, which I think is really cool. And I suppose when it doesn't already have, like, a back catalogue. Because, like, say, with Nintendo, with a new console, you know you're going to get your Marios, you're probably going to get something Pokemon, even if it's not the big names. You get your Pokemon, your Zeldas, your Marios. And even if it's not the names that, like, the versions of the game that you're hoping for, like, to be released... You're still going to get like some kind of subgenre, like yeah. a Mario spin-off or something like that. Probably like, a 3D Mario at some exactly, point, a 2D yeah. Mario at some yeah, point. You yeah, you know what to expect. But um, this looks awesome. It has a little crank on the side. That's mad. Like, is that uh, yeah. a charger type deal? I'm, I'm not too sure. Like, it says, like, their whole thing was um, that they're a self-funded company. Right. And so they didn't really have a big... Uh, like I guess CEOs or whatever mm. like kind of saying you need to do this you need to do that and they were like okay well let's do something completely different and that's what they did they kind of I feel like I would have loved to be in there in um, like in the brainstorm of this because like look at it it's 
it's it's so cool looking. Yeah, and like the screen is black and white, and I don't think it's going to be color, but it's still it's still aesthetically pleasing. Like it's yeah. like a modern retro kind of feel to it if that makes sense well that's kind of a big kind of aesthetic right now yeah is that kind of going back to that retro sort of look like a lot of indie games are going back to that retro aesthetic and it seems to be very popular right now yeah um but i think so it's 2020 Mm. so it's not it's not like right around the corner or anything like that but um i do think this will be one to watch and i'll be excited to to have a little look at it and um, so, and actually, I've just seen here that the crank it doesn't power the device. That uh, it's a flip-out controller, and um, that puts a fresh spin on fun. And some um, some games ah. will use it. Some games will use it excessively, um, and some will just use the the D-pad. And, and other games won't need. I it want at a all. fishing game. Oh, yeah. That'd be really like using the fishing rod. That'd be fantastic. And like I get like you can check out their Twitter. It's just Playdate. And um, there's great kind of gifs and images, and they give a lot of information about it. And the thing we're looking at here, it appears to be controlling the way the. I'm talking, not talking into the microphone. (laughs) It appears to be controlling the way the guy's moving on the screen. Yeah, and like his speed and things like that. Like it's, it's a cool, fresh take on something that has been dominated by the same brands and the same games for quite a long time. I think things can stagnate when that happens. I think exactly. We we were talking about this not so long ago. That like. I mean, what was it? What was it been like? Six years since the last PlayStation or something like that. Yeah, like, something like that. And it's because like everybody's just kind of trucking along. There's no need to compete. It's like when you compare yeah, it to phones. No New phones massive, come out every yeah. year, and I suppose they do it because they do small iterations. Yeah. But um, my thing with it is, I love. I love Nintendo. I've always mm. loved Nintendo. And one of the things I love about Nintendo is they're not afraid... Afraid? Afraid? <laughs> afraid? They're not afraid. They're not afraid to do weird things yeah. with controllers. Like, the first one that I really remember was the um, the N64, oh. where you all of a sudden had this controller that had three handles on it. And depending on the game, you'd either hold it by the middle handle and the right handle, or in some <laughs> games that use the D-pad, you'd have the left handle. And you, 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 all different ways of holding it. And then you eventually, like the GameCube... They changed the layout of the buttons, which yeah. no one had really done. It was always just the, in a cross shape, the yeah. four buttons in a cross shape. And they blew that away and yeah. said, no, we're doing it this way. And where like the A Gotta button was fun. really big because that's the button you use the most. Yeah. And then the B I button was, you know, that Slightly kind of stuff. So, yeah. They made it so that it was kind of what they thought made sense for yeah. games. Yeah. And then with the Wii, yeah. you had like, all of a sudden you had motion controls, which was great. Yeah. But. You know, and it wasn't clunky as well. Like I mean, I still, I still like the Wii as a as a yeah. um, as a console. Like the Wii itself is quite compact. Mm-hmm. Like it's easy to get around, and the sensor, like the sensor, is like the width of a ruler. Yeah, like, it's, it's tiny. It's really thing. neat for for like the Wii is what fifteen years old now or something like yeah, that. Yeah, if you look at the sensor now, it's still quite sleek. Yeah, you know? like you'd still like if that was to come out today, like just improve the graphics kind of thing yeah. and I'd, I'd see no problem with it kind of exactly. thing exactly and of course sometimes their innovations don't work like the Wii mm. U was yeah. really badly received no one bought yeah. one I think and it was because it was too similar to, to the Wii and people heard Wii U and thought it was just an, an extension of the Wii exactly and yeah. it didn't work yeah Whereas, actually, it wasn't just an extension of the Wii. It was its own thing. It was yeah. its own console. It had some interesting games and yeah. stuff, but it didn't just work because they had this tablet controller that had a screen on it. And yeah. It's like, but it, it paved the way for the Switch. Yes. And the Switch is another really innovative thing. Like, the idea that you can be sitting down and playing a handheld game and then decide you want to play it on the telly, you stick it in the dock, yeah. you pull off the two controllers on the side, and now you're sitting on the couch and you can play your game. And The Switch great. came in great handy 
came in handy. Great, <laughs> came it was in great, great handy. Great handy. Um, it, uh, a couple of weeks ago because we had a power cut and the power cut lasted nearly six hours. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was rough. Um, <laughs> I was very hungry. We had to get takeaway. <laughs> no choice. Yeah, mm. it, was, it was the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and like we were, we were bored, we were tired and like, um, it was like half ten and the website still said that we were going to have the power back at half nine so we were like mm, still in the dark here literally and um, so I got out the switch and I just sat it, sat it on the table mm. and we played Mario Kart and like it was like we took turns and it was two player and stuff like ah. that and like it was that was really cool yeah. to have that kind of option that like you know it did pass the time exactly. sort of thing and if you have like your, your I'm still very much riding the switch wave because I was late I wasn't late. You're a late adopter. Yeah, I wasn't a late appreciation, appreciator of it, because <laughs> um, like I always really, really wanted one. It just took me ages to finally buy one. To get one. Money. That's a funny thing. That's yeah. needed for goods and services. Yeah, I find there it really it's, it's a handy. handy thing to have when you want to buy things. Yeah, yeah, people get really mad if you don't use it and just take something. Yeah, I've been called thief. I've heard yeah, that word thrown around. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> or robber. <laughs> or hey, you come back. Yeah. Or that's, g- that's a, yeah. Getter. That's that's a popular <laughs> one. <laughs> but uh, no, I think that's a great idea. And if you have a battery bank for your for a switch, you could exactly, easily like yeah. sit out an entire, uh, you know, a, a blackout like that and just play the whole thing, yeah. a whole handheld thing. It was great. It's really cool. And t- for me, it was always I was always a handheld fan. I always mm. loved handhelds. Like my first ever game console. I, we talked about this the other week was yeah. a Game Boy. Yeah. And so for me, yeah. the idea of having a full like a, actual game console. yeah, like a full on game console yeah. like that, you know. The, the, it plays like really amazing looking games modern looking games yeah. and have that on a handheld is amazing that blow, still blows me away yeah. and you get a lot of people complaining that oh the screen's only 720p on the handheld and you're like, I mean, like cop on it's a tiny little screen exactly. it's grand like yeah, it's a grand size screen oh definitely but yeah. what I mean in terms of like I mean look at the compared to a DS because I have a 3DS as well and I love it like mm. I still I still use my 3DS um, probably because I have a lot more games for that than I do yeah. the, or the Switch, Switch. and um but like I mean, graphics-wise, I thought the 3DS was good, and it is still good graphics. Mm. But then, when you turn on the Switch and use it as a handheld, you're like, wow! Oh my god! And the fact, like, what? It's only 720p, was it? Yeah, it's yeah. 720p. Rather, people I mean, wanted it to be 1080. Like, could you imagine, like, somebody saying that 10 years ago, saying like, oh, my handheld console, like, is it's only HD? H- it's only yeah. HD. It's not yeah. full HD. Yeah, like. like cop on my gosh like it's grand and the thing is with the types of games that you're playing on it a lot of them aren't meant to look like you know super hyper realistic it's not ps4 you know that kind of thing so i mean if you're playing using like like people kind of thing it's animation like zelda doesn't need to be set 1080p 720 is fine and i think a lot of them as well will run on 1080p in the dock on your tv yeah i mean that's fine but the handheld is just 720 which is fine um, but yeah, I like this idea. I like this new little uh, little system. I like to see people kind of innovating and coming in with new things. Me and too. It's not going to compete with the big lads, obviously. obviously but I yeah, mean, but it's, nice it's not to meant see. to be either. Yeah. It's meant to be its, it's own good to thing. See fresh faces, I think. Yeah, it's good, and especially in the hardware market because there's not a lot mm. of new people coming in there. Exactly, and it's, I think given kind of in the generation that we are and the time we like the time we are in kind of history, mm. there you did get the big names kind of in the 90s yeah. and they became the household names and they're the ones that are really kind of still the top dogs still like, top dogs now yeah. because again just goes back to your, it's what you're used to it's what you know you can rely on and things like that whereas with a smaller name 
that's like up and coming could be fantastic but you're like oh like it's, it's gonna it's take a while to catch on exactly like, y- you have to look back at the 90s and look at Sony when they came out with the mm. Playstation I mean Sony was a big company already yeah. and even with that people were still a bit like Sony's mm. making a video game console exactly yeah it's like so, that's not what Sony does yeah so a small company coming into that space is yeah. that's, that's a big ask yeah but good luck to them I think it's, it's pretty I cool hope it, I hope it does well yeah me too because it is so different mm. I like the crank <laughs> <laughs> Something else I hope does really well is mm-hmm. this new um, <laughs> thing that NASA are, are planning to do. Yeah. Um, they're, they they put out a video and the video is just titled "We're Going." We're um, going. And it's essentially NASA has this plan of going to the moon, but this time to stay. <laughs> so the idea being like, we go up there and we can actually colonize essentially the moon or have some sort of a, a moon base yeah. or you know mainly for scientific reasons and stuff yeah. at the minute um, so th- basically they need to kind of come up with new things they're coming up with stuff where they, they want to be able to sustain missions that can go greater distances and last longer mm-hmm. um, and they want to be able to in time learn how to use resources in the places they go to yeah. so obviously they're looking at this with a view to the future yeah. in terms of you know not just going to the moon not even just staying in our um, local environment but really going out, out to some distance no, obviously, probably the latter of that won't be in our lifetime, more than likely. But the um, the blueprints are kind of being put in place now, yeah. and they're talking about the stuff that they're going to have to um, kind of overcome, like radiation being a big one and um, gravity problems, issue. and yeah, there's loads of issues that they're going to kind of have to uh, to work on. So the video kind of goes into explaining the different things that they they have for this, and we, we'll go through it and kind of talk on it as we go. Mm-hmm. But the first one is new rockets. Okay. Um, so they're basically, they're, they need rockets that can bring bigger, heavier payloads, uh, greater distances, and off-planet, you know, basically get it out of our atmosphere and yeah. you know, go be able to go that distance, fly off to the moon, yeah. and kind of do its thing. So they have a new rocket. It's um, S- the SLS, which is the Space Launch System. Um, it's the most powerful rocket ever produced. Oh, wow. And they're going to use this to uh, kind of do these missions, so they mm. basically get to the moon. But... Uh, they also need other other parts as well. So the the capsule, the landing capsule, basically, that people are going to be in. The, the capsule is called the Orion. Yeah. It's their next generation uh, human space capsule, um, and it will be able to support uh, human life and launch from uh, launch through deep space and return to Earth. So it'll be able to go basically go on missions and come back and land, wow. and you know basically kind of go back and forth a little bit like almost shuttley. Yeah. Um, but they're talking about new ways. You, they want to kind of develop new ways of kind of landing on the moon. Uh, okay. So it, it, I don't fully, obviously, it's, we're not rocket scientists <laughs> quite <laughs> literally. literally here. Um, but we'll, we'll go into it a little bit more now in a minute. But they're talking about they want to basically have new ways of getting to the moon, landing there, operating on the moon once they're there mm. and being able to carry out experiments, carry out smaller missions, different kind of things without having to do what they because they, ha- they haven't been to the moon in a long time. Yes. You know, like yeah. they did it a few times back in the day and then they stopped. Yes. And they haven't gone back. And there's obviously stuff they want to still do. There's stuff they want to discover, mm. all this kind of stuff, this research they want to do. And they're currently not, they haven't been able to do that. Yeah. Um, so they're looking for a way to reliably be able to get there, get back and, and kind of do so in a much different way than they did 50 years ago, yeah. you know. And I mean, like, one of the things that often comes up when you do talk about the moon landing is that there's more, that, like, there was that saying where that there was more technology in your mobile phone than there was mm. in the spatial. And... Like, that saying started going around easily about 10 years ago. Yeah. So, like, can you imagine now, like, com- like comparing the technology the 
technology that we have mm. now and how much it's grown in just the last 10 years, never mind the last 50 years. Yeah. Like, I mean, and the amount of, like, missions that we've gone on and, like, to find out the even the, the standard of our telescopes. Yeah. We took a picture of a black hole. Yeah, um, that's the thing. I mean, <laughs> like, it's mad. We're so used to amazing discoveries happening now mm. that, like, the picture of a black hole was in the news for like a week. Yeah. It's one of the most amazing things we have ever, yeah. as, a, as a human, the human species has ever done. <laughs> and it wasn't in the news for as long as that donut place opening across the road was. Yeah. Think about it that yeah. way. Yeah. That literally, what was happening over there with the That's new place opening across the road was in the news longer than a black hole being photographed in space. For the first time. For the first time history. ever. <laughs> Something that we thought probably wasn't even possible or may not have been possible. Yeah. And I think like it's almost like we're desensitized to all these amazing yeah. discoveries and missions and things like that but I feel like with the moon I think there could be this a similar amount of excitement with it because there is that kind of residual excitement mm. from the original moon landing and when it all happened at first and like you know it has always been like oh we're gonna go to the moon and like yes we're gonna colonize mars and all this stuff yeah but like i think that just still sounds too sci-fi and again with the with the whole black hole thing like it's not very tangible like it like yes it actually did happen but mm. it's kind of easy to like to be like it didn't affect your life that greatly kind of yeah. thing like you can't really wrap your head around it if you don't know that much about black holes or about mm. space whereas the moon because it was in like there's an awful lot of people who would still be alive and that happened like yeah. it was only 50 years ago and so either they're alive or it's in their, their family and they've talked about it or people might have even met the, the men who were yeah. on the moon it's popular like, culture yeah. yeah like it's it's kind of a bit more it's and I suppose you can see the moon <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, there's yes, that you as can. well like it can be like that's where they're going that's what thing. that thing in the sky is yeah. oh I'll say now mind blown yeah <laughs> <laughs> but I do feel like it, it just makes it that much more tangible yeah. and relatable and you can like okay yeah I can conceptualize somebody going to, going to that place because you can you can see it people mm. have done it before you've seen photos whereas even with a black hole like you've nothing to compare it to yeah so so it's like for all i know that's not a picture of a black hole and yeah exactly conspiracy theorists <laughs> that, that's the thing as yeah. well you've got all the conspiracies because there's probably there, and there may be there are some people listening to this thinking yeah. oh we didn't even go to the moon exactly. 50 years ago it wasn't yeah. real yeah Okay, yeah. if that's what, is that, that your stance on it, then that's fine. That's yeah. your stance on it, and I absolutely respect anybody's ability to have an opinion on whether or not it happened. Yeah, I've looked into it myself, and I've looked into the science of it, and I believe it happened. Yeah, but a lot of I, people don't. You I know, I do love the argument against it though, because like I, 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 it is a very big mm. conspiracy theory. And um, I, I like it. Like, I, I personally don't believe it. I do believe that yeah. we went to, moon to, went to the moon. But I like it as a conspiracy theory. Yeah. I think it's it's very clever and it's like it's like a head scratcher. I'm like, oh, well, maybe. <laughs> well, I love, I love conspiracy theories in general. I'm Me one too. of these people who'll sit there and watch hours oh. of conspiracy videos on YouTube and just I'd melt love, my brain I a bit. I think we should do a conspiracy theory episode someday because... I think we should. They're... And it doesn't matter how ridiculous they are. I will sit there and watch it and I'll be minorly convinced. Yeah, because I love the ones that are rooted in fact. You know, yes. they're, they're rooted yeah, in fact. Yeah, but they, they can back it up because those are the ones that you can you can understand people like yeah. believing it. And it's like, look, you, you've done your research. And I mean, I can see where you're coming from. This yeah. makes sense. 
And then you do start to question your own beliefs. You're like, wait, what? Well, that, that's a good conspiracy theory, though. That makes a good conspiracy theory. Yes, if you start yeah. to question yourself, you're like, yeah. mm, I see, okay. <laughs> Is there something to what these guys are saying? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, I think maybe, uh, I suppose maybe actually getting closer to the, uh, anniversary. the anniversary of the moon yeah. landing, what might be interesting to do is if we sit here and just kind of go through all the... Um, the facts for and against sort of a thing yes, and yeah, kind of and do a little bit of an internal debate essentially like yes. kind of we both look at, at the two sides and kind of go you okay have somebody for somebody against yeah Ooh. and have have a thing of like right these are all the things that, that people put forward to say it did happen and these yeah. are all the things people put forward to say it didn't happen that'll be interesting mm. I think see if we can win anybody over to either side mm. what I always find very funny about uh, we'll get back on to this new yeah. thing now in just a second um, but what I always find very interesting about it is the fact that the original footage is gone yes. of the moon landing see, like, that that is a big part, like big component to the yeah. conspiracy theories that it didn't happen. All that we have it? is it was what was. Over we something. have the direct TV feeds, so we have what was yeah. on TV at the time. So yeah. what you see in that footage is apparently like the actual moon landing, yeah, but it's but taken from TV recordings of it. Yeah. The actual raw footage, which recorded on film, so by modern standards, we could have done that up to HD and had it look absolutely like astounding. Yeah, but um. Yeah, it's gone, and it, well, that apparently it was. It was apparently taped over. Yeah, and like I mean, wouldn't you hate to be that guy? But that was a common practice back in the day because film and stuff like that yeah, was very expensive. Exactly, like, you needed it. Any Doctor Who fans will probably know of the whole story of all the a lot of the old Doctor Who episodes had gone missing. Yeah. Because they were taped over yeah. by people to do other shows. Yeah. What do you mean they were taped yeah. over? But back then there was no concept of keeping these things and like selling them as videos later yeah, or whatever. Like, like? You know, people didn't have the ability to watch them again at home. Yeah. Oh. But um, anyway, with this uh, this gateway thing, prepare to be um, sci-fi because this Ooh. is like total. This feels like science fiction. Um, so basically, the landers they want to be reusable, mm-hmm. so that they can land on the moon anywhere, land anywhere on the lunar surface. They mm-hmm. can decide where they want it to go, and they can take back off again. So they will be reusable okay. rather yeah. than having a one-off lander where it, it lands once and then it can get you back to Earth and then it kind of crash lands and it's gone. You know yeah. that kind of thing. So they want to have a reusable lander. Now, they're trying to work out the best way to kind of make this work. And what they have worked out might be the best thing to do would actually be to have a platform in space. Okay. So an actual, like a docking station, I suppose. Wow. And this platform would essentially be an orbiting platform, mm-hmm. which um, will be used to kind of host the different experiments that they do. And will be like, they use the term like a waypoint yeah. for the human capsules. So a capsule would come from Earth, would dock on this docking station, which is kind of like a halfway point. Yeah. And then would head off to the moon to finish the mission, essentially, to go off to the moon. Oh um, and they call the the docking station or the platform is called Gateway. <laughs> so they have this thing up there called Gateway because it's essentially the gateway to the moon. Yeah, um, I like that. I think it's really cool. And the whole idea would be you could have a team who are on the moon. They're doing all their bits and bobs. And by modern, modern standards, what happened once they start to run out of supplies, they have to go, okay, we've enough supplies to get us home, mm-hmm. hop back in the L rocket and fly off, uh, which is a problem whereas with this what would start to happen is they'd have all their supplies mm. at some point uh, a human capsule would be sent from the earth up to this platform they wouldn't have to go the whole distance to the moon they'd only have to go about halfway yeah. drop off supplies or you know pick up data from experiments that were done do whatever drops they have to do and fly back to the earth and then the guys on the moon can hop hop in basically head up just yeah. to this orbit and platform and back down again instead of having to do the whole trip again and the moon it doesn't take that long to get to sure doesn't I can't remember now off the top of my head but it's not it's not insanely long no like it's I cannot remember actually I might have to give it an L Googs yeah. where we, uh, we keep talking about this here um, but 
cutting down the time in any way would be great you know yeah. meaning that it would mean that people if they had some way of living on the moon if they had some sort of a system to live on the moon they could get back and forth exactly and reliably do it and have a thing that they could dock with and it's not that unusual like the idea of having a, a docking station or some sort of a thing up there that we deliver supplies to is not that unusual the International Space Station is up there and that yeah. gets supplies sent to it all the time stuff exactly, docks with it yeah. they get the supplies they get new astronauts who go up there all the time and then the other lads come home and the, you know they do it back and forth um, and that's normal that's just a normal case of thing. something that happens that, that, we forget that happens all the time there's people living in space right now yes. you know, we forget this is a thing that happens so all it would be would be basically like having something like a space station docking type thing just further out into space there's actually a lyric in a Bastille song and it's uh, it's just there's an English man up in the, in space these mm. days and anytime the song comes on and I hear that lyric I'm like that is so bizarre yeah. that's so because you don't think about it it's mm. not something that you're like oh yeah the lads yeah. Um, but it's true like there's just humans floating about in the atmosphere yeah. and about how long it takes to, the mo- to get to the moon I'm really proud of myself because I was going to say 72 hours that was in my head and I was like why is 72 hours in my head why takes about three days Is to get to the all? moon. Yeah. So there you um, go. If they could cut that down to a day and a half. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Take a day and a half to go back up to the thing, resupply and head back down. Yeah. That'd be like unreal. That's like, no, that's a road trip. <laughs> I was about to say, like, people go on road trips longer than that. Yeah. So, I mean, that would make working on the moon and forming some sort of a, a small kind of lunar colony, I suppose, mm. really doable. And I think, like... Back in the 60s and 70s, there was, like, this whole hullabaloo about space travel. Mm. And my dad is an air traffic controller, and he was being trained to be one in the 70s. And, like, the things that he was being trained on were, like, you know, they were being trained on, like, the standard airplanes of the time. But, like, they're just like, well, we're going to train you in these because this is what you need to know, at the, like, for now. Yeah. But, it, it, like, in the next few years... You're not going to be dealing with these airplanes. You're going to be dealing with Concorde and spaceships. Yeah. This was like in their in their handbooks of what's to come and stuff. And this is in the 70s. Yeah. That they just thought standard air traffic controllers would weren't have to going deal to be with spaceships. Dealing. Yeah. And Concorde. Yeah. Um, and here we are. Still yeah. not right there. No, but I mean, um, we're already looking at companies like um, Virgin and uh, like that who are looking at doing commercial space trips. Yes, and yeah. Go up to space for a, an afternoon. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, they have done that. Like, yeah. no, I don't think it's happened yet, but like a chunk of celebrities have. I've already signed up. Yeah, they have their tickets. Like what that. I'm really interested in, and again, everyone is perfectly entitled to their opinion. But once these types of things happen and it becomes commercially viable for people to go up into space and have a trip and actually see the Earth from space, yeah. What are the flat earthers going to do? Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Like, you know, at that point, do you have a leg to stand on anymore? Yeah, yeah. You know, but again, if that's your opinion and if we're proved wrong, fine. Like, if it's proven wrong that, and it's proven that the earth is in fact not a ball somehow. Wouldn't that be actually, fantastic, though? But that's the thing, it would like, be. Like, if this is the conspiracy that it is a globe. Like, and, like see, that, and that's the thing. I think that's having a more scientific mindset of you want to be almost proven wrong. Yeah. Because in a way, if you're proven wrong, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. It just means that our knowledge has expanded. Mm. We were wrong previously and we're okay now. Now, I I believe that the Earth is a globe. All the evidence points to the Earth being a globe. Yeah. Any evidence I've seen that points to the Earth being flat, for me anyway, from my, from just from what I know and my knowledge, it seems completely ludicrous. Yeah. But that's just me and that's my (laughs) opinion on that. But, 
that's how I see it. You know, dude, as far as I'm concerned, the Earth is a globe. But if we found out categorically tomorrow that the Earth was actually flat and it has yeah. been flat all along, that would be unreal. Exactly, because there is still so much that we don't know and we only know as much as scientists and physicists and historians... Have found out. Exactly, yeah. And, and imagine having to then... Look at all the science that would open up then. If it was a case that it turned out the Earth was flat and we were all wrong, you'd then have whole fields of science that would be dedicated to, okay, well, what was happening that was giving us these errors that made us think that, that, it, was, that it was round? Yeah. You know? And while I don't think those things are going to happen, I, in my heart, I do not think it's possible that those types of things will happen. Yeah. I think you have to be open-minded mm. when you're looking at it from a scientific point of view that if these things happened, it would be really amazing. And otherwise, like if you're not if you're not open to that, then you're not going to ever discover anything new because yeah. you need to be questioning things. You need to be asking why and why why not and things like that. And, and you need to always be open to being wrong. Yes, definitely. Being wrong is part of the game. You yeah. know, overall, that's how it works. Um. But yeah, like I, I think it would be fascinating, and I think you know any of these types of things that we think are true, if they were proven not to be, you know, it cool. kind of opens a whole new, a whole new world. <laughs> I'm not even going to try to sing. But anyway, talking about the NASA thing and continuing on a little bit about that, um, the whole thing with this gateway project is that this could be step one to going further. So it's sort of like a thing of if we manage to say establish this gateway system in sp- in space. Mm-hmm. Either that could then be used to launch from there off into more distant things, or in theory they could have another one that was sort of between that and then Mars, so sort of between us and Mars, mm. and use a similar system to shoot us off to Mars. Yeah. And basically this, this system, if implemented and used, could be used to constantly add another step towards going further and further into space. Yeah. Because now, obviously, people are... But before now, people were thinking about, oh, we'd have to figure out a way to go all this distance into space and have the fuel to do it and how could we do it whereas now it w- that wouldn't be the issue anymore because say if you had um, a few different ones scattered throughout space yeah. and they all had stuff on them you only need to get your spaceship from um, you know the earth to this first gateway and then you can refuel and mm. pick up some supplies and then you fly for as long as you can and when you get to the next gateway you stop there you refuel again you get supplies yeah. you don't need to have enough fuel to get all the way there you only need to have enough fuel to get to the next platform the next gateway just like a, a road trip yeah. you just need enough petrol to get to, get to, to the, the next, next petrol ga- station yeah. and I mean we've I, we've seen space movies like where they have these kind of things on meteors like mm. mining meteors and things like that um, or is it asteroids or meteors? I always get them mixed up. One Ast- has a tail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I always get them mixed up myself. Yeah. To be honest. Um, but like it's it, it's space junk. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. But like it's it's fascinating that to think that we are living in a time where, in theory, it is completely mm. plausible to have a load of these. As you, I think you put it a good way there, like space petrol stations. Yeah. Where you stop off, you refuel, you head off, and all you need to do is have enough supplies in them that a space station could get there, refuel, and still have enough for the return trip as well. Yeah. And then you could nearly go, in theory, you could nearly go as far as you wanted to go. Exactly. Because you'd always just be just bringing the supplies up to the next one and building the next thing out from there. Yeah. And just making it so that you just had all these pit stops using the exact same logic we use on Earth. Like, no, that's the logic we use on Earth. It's petrol stations or service stations along a motorway. You go on a road trip you plan your road trip for okay I need enough stuff to get me to this next service station yeah I'll go in there I'll refuel I'll buy new stuff 
and I'll do the same again and I'll go to the next service station and I'll go to the next one. Yeah. We already use that exact logic now on Earth. Exactly. So the, why wouldn't it make sense to use this exact same thinking in space? And it's it's 2024 that they're hoping to... Yeah. That's not that far away. No, then. five years. Yeah. Not even five years. Yeah. Like, that's exciting. Mm. So hopefully we actually get to see a bit more yeah. moon... Moon adventures. Moon- moonness. Moonness. Um, I, I think it'd be cool, especially yeah. because I always find, like, we live in a, in, a, in a weird time where, on one hand, we live in, like, the most amazing time ever because we've got all this new stuff. But on the other hand, we live in the biggest tease of a time yeah, ever. Exactly. Because we, we have, have the plans and the ideas, but we're not going to be around to see them all. I know. And it, could you imagine, if that's really heartbreaking to us, imagine how that feels for the scientists who are actually working on this stuff, yeah. knowing they have all these great ideas and they're never going to see them. Oh, my God. At least they have a legacy. Yeah, true. You know, <laughs> but that doesn't help. Then again, you never know. Looking yeah. to the future, we might have ways to keep us alive. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm. Um, and I suppose that's just another part of life. Huh? Yeah, and then there, <laughs> there's, I suppose, there's an ethics dis- discussion there um, in terms of is it selfish to stay alive forever when we already don't yeah. have enough resources for the people on the planet as it is? Yeah. Um, we need cooler. Oh, we need cooler jets. Cooler jets a bit. But then again, if we have colonies in space, then we don't have to worry about that as much because we can just go, look, there's too many years mm-hmm. off to Mars, will you? <laughs> Once you hit, seven, <laughs> hit 70, that's when you get shipped off to yeah. the next planet. <laughs> off to the next planet. Yeah. Off um, you go. So just enough time for a little bit of news. Uh, we'll do a little bit. We'll uh, have to wrap up uh, soon here. But uh, just while we're talking about space, I thought this was interesting. Uh, scientists have discovered 18 Earth-sized planets beyond our solar system. Nice. Um, the worlds are so small that they previously uh, previous surveys overlooked them. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is the smallest known so far, and another could actually offer conditions friendly to life. Hang on, Earth-sized, uh, but they're super small. Well, Earth isn't all that massive. No, I was, no, I was just making sure that that's like that yeah, was well, what you said. Because I was just like, I mean, don't don't sell Earth short. Sorry, sorry, Earth. Yeah. I, I realized I looked up. In other words, I looked away from Earth to say, sorry, Earth. I should be looking at the ground. Sorry, Earth. <laughs> my bad. You're not small. You're all good. You're my favorite planet. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're my favorite. Do you know what? This is the best planet I've ever lived on. Yeah. Like, to be honest, Hands it is down. the best planet I've ever lived on. Without a doubt. 100%. <laughs> um, a new study has been done. It's talking about eating healthy at work and ah. what eating healthy at work reflects in, in people. And they basically found that um, this is a study that was done in Finland. Mm. And uh, was it Finland? I thought it was Finland, but apparently it's not because I'm now no longer seeing the word Finland on this oh. at all. I don't know where I got Finland from. It was actually America now that I look oh. at it. Um, but a new study has that demonstrated <laughs> excuse me, that employees at a large urban hospital um, who purchased the least healthy food in the cafeteria were more likely to have an unhealthy diet outside of work, be overweight or obese. Um, and have risk factors for diabetes, cardiovascular disease, compared to employees who made healthier choices in work, tended to take that choice home with them too. Oh, that makes sense. Mm. I like that. But I'm a big nourishment nerd. Like anybody who knows me from D15, anytime there would be any any kind of issue with like food or food education or nutrients, I would like to. You were on that. I'm like, oh, talk to me. Then we'll do one last little food one then before we have to wrap up. This is an interesting one. Maybe not so much for you in terms of uh, because you're a dietary. No, it's not. It's actually (laughs) eggs. Um, Dietary cholesterol is obviously a big thing Mm. with people and in terms of what can cause raised cholesterol. And there's even a question on, like I've I've heard this talked about recently, there's new ways of looking at it, new thoughts on is cholesterol actually all that bad? Mm -hmm. And is high cholesterol actually as much of a risk factor as we thought it was? There's a lot of research being done into that. And they looked into, this was the Finnish study. I knew there was something from Finland that I'd looked up. So you're not. Um, no, I'm not. Uh, but a study in Finland showed that um, a moderately a high, moderately high intake of um, 
dietary cholesterol. So they're talking about the consumption, of, the equivalent to consumption of one egg per day mm-hmm. was in no way associated with elevated ro- risk of stroke. Um, so there's no no association with it whatsoever. It's um, they thought it was in terms of eating more of kind of cholesterol heavy right. foods might cause uh, an increased risk of stroke. Yeah. Obviously, if you go mad, if you're going mad eating like cholesterol heavy food constantly, yeah. you probably are putting yourself in a bit of danger health wise. three times a day, kind of thing. Yeah, but having an owl egg in the morning is not an owl egg. I just realised. <laughs> <laughs> not all of our listeners might be uh, from Dublin or from Ireland you know yeah. we might have some people listening on yeah, the podcast like who aren't when I say an owl egg I don't A-W-L. mean it's yeah an owl egg not, sorry not A-W-L so A-U-L. A-U-L yeah A-U-L. it's an owl egg owl. not owl an owl egg, egg. Yeah. an owl egg yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to say it with a bit of a an yeah. owl egg yeah an owl <laughs> But um, I think we will wrap it up there. Yeah. Um, we are coming towards the end of the show. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. It was lovely having a bit of a chat about eggs and, and <laughs> space and stuff. Yeah, and new horizons, I think. Mm. There's a lot of kind of new things. In the our past few episodes, we've been reflecting on a lot of things. But this week... This week, we've been looking forward. Yes. We've been looking into the future. Yes, and the potential of what lies ahead that will hopefully be around for. I thought you were going to say what lies beneath. No, oh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the earth but lies beneath us um, but without further ado we will wrap things up here we'll let you guys go I hope everybody has a nice week we'll see you again next week have a lovely day um, have a lovely week exactly and hopefully uh, wherever you are listening and whatever time of the year you're listening in yes. the weather is nice <laughs> yes but uh, yeah most that's it thank you Cheers. thanks for listening bye bye <laughs>